Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Have you ever had, say, 10, 15 minutes to kill and you decide to go into a Twitter space, then boom, four hours later, you're still in there? Well, that happened to me. Uh, I was flipping through uh, just Twitter, just looking at some random things, seeing what kind of uh, announcements and promotions are coming out. I came across a space that said pre-show, and I was just wondering, well, what kind of show is this? And then I see it was for a show called Crypt, it was for a show called Crypto Late Nights on YouTube. So I was just listening to them sort of vibe about the whole thing and just talk about what's going on. So I said, okay, well, let me see what's going on here. But uh, the host of the whole thing was uh, a guy by the name of Feli, and we ended up having just a pretty good conversation. It's it uh, at the peak of the room was probably about twenty people, but then it died down after they really stopped talking about the the late night show, which, which was getting ready to preview Saturday night at ten o'clock. And we were just shooting the breeze, talking about NFT projects and what have you. But the thing that came up is uh, one of the guys that was speaking uh, sparked the conversation about basically uh, the different sentiments that people have towards which blockchain is the best for NFTs. And really, it inspired this whole thing. Every time I hear uh, someone say that, it kind of makes me laugh because when I first came into the space, uh, what drew me into the space was the blockchain heroes on Wax. I speak about Wax a lot, so I'm not even going to say all the benefits as to why I like Wax and what have you. But the general sentiment that is out there a lot of times is that, well, if you really have a serious project, you need to be on Ethereum. So because of that, these uh, wax collectors and people that are minting on wax, I don't want to say overlooked, but definitely as far as uh, it seems like the Ethereum creators or the Ethereum uh, NFT uh, creators are getting a lot more love and respect than uh, people over on wax. And that's not to say that wax isn't respected. But what I mean is, uh, generally speaking, people are saying if you want to make money, mint on Ethereum or or, or even Polygon, but definitely go through OpenSeas. Uh, do not go on wax because people on wax have have a tendency to really not want to spend money on NFTs. It is a different ecosystem. And when I hear that, it kind of makes me laugh. But granted, yes, the most expensive NFT I own over on Wax is my Crypto Moon Boy, which is uh, the Bitcoin kid, which I usually use as my profile for most places, definitely on Twitter. But um, in case you're wondering, my profile picture on Twitter, at least as of today, and probably the foreseeable future is Bitcoin Kid number 5162. And all the time people ask me, hey, that is such a cool uh, project. Where is that? And it's over on Wax. And this was a $50 mint. And on Wax, it was, you know, it did not sell out, believe it or not. It was 10,000 of them and only 5,000 of those sold out before they shut down the mint. And if this art, this project, this community was over on Ethereum, people were saying, well, that's why it didn't sell out. Uh, the Wax community does not want to spend $50, much more spending three, four, five hundred $500 on an NFT. But someone who really uh, is saying things like that doesn't really fully understand the whole ecosystem of everything. And I want to think of uh, really just breaking this whole NFT space into a few categories. Um, at the end of the day, they they are all... Uh, uh, it's not like you can only collect in one category or you're boxed into one because I have quite a few things in different areas. I'm on different blockchains and I just love the whole space in general. And I even look at the uh, B2B, the business to business application and how this could be used in corporate world and in uh, even government as far as uh, documenting transactions or what have you. So I'm all over the place in this Web3 space with NFTs and using the blockchain to really have these non-fungible tokens have such great utility. But what the three areas that I'm really or the two areas that I'm really going to speak about is the two areas that I'm really going to speak about are the collector and the investor. 
I'm not going to mention the gamers and I'm not going to mention all the DeFi or NFT Fi and all that stuff. But the two areas I'm really going to just break down as far as the different blockchains and saying how one really can't be necessarily better than the other because there are uh, different types. And the analogy that I like to use is it's like arguing, well, what is better, an F-150 pickup truck or a Corvette? Well, I mean, they are doing completely different things, right? If you wanted to move a whole bunch of bricks or some shingles from Home Depot to uh, do a home project, well, then yeah, the Corvette is not going to win that race. But at the same time, if you want to go for a joyride through the country and let the breeze blow through your hair, well, then the Corvette is probably going to win in that case or, uh, you know, different applications for anything. So when someone is saying one blockchain is better than the other for NFTs or this community is better than the other, it's kind of laughable to me because they're just completely different things. And as far as the investor, okay, someone who is investing, really you can invest in anything, but really I'm going to speak about the high-end ones that are looking at, say, the CryptoPunk community or the Board Ace Yacht Club community because they are definitely the ones with like the highest price and just, you know, all the stuff making all the headlines. Well, generally speaking, the people that are buying uh, CryptoPunks, for example, they have a very high net worth. These aren't like the typical collectors that are just in the space um, you know, just playing with the novelty of it at this point. Although when they originally minted, they were given out for free by Larva Labs. All you have to do is pay the gas fees, which was like really nothing compared to what it is now. But these days, the vast majority of the people that are holding it, the profile of them, these are people with that uh, they're running Fortune 500 companies or just major private companies with net worths of, you know, tens or even hundreds of millions of dollars. And they're using this as a store of value, sort of just like how big Bitcoin is, but they're using it in a fun way. And these are the people that are normally collecting um, high-end works of art, or even uh, if they are in the, the the more fun side of things of they're buying the the number one Spider-Man comic book. And th those are the type of things. And they're, they're holding their value in these assets, these hard assets that are not very liquid, rather than keeping them in the bank and using them in, in, in you know, getting your, who knows, uh, if you're lucky, you're getting like a half a percent in traditional banking. And that's a really ridiculous like online bank, not a traditional bank. So the, the the traditional options are normally normally like putting it into real estate, putting it into stocks and all sorts of different things and other uh, even gold. And some people choose to put it in art. And there is a huge uh, company that is really just all over Twitter right now. They're constantly uh, advertising, what have you. And this is not an endorsement of them. I just know I've heard them on uh, different podcasts unrelated to NFTs. I'm talking about like the business world. And it's called uh, it's called Masterworks. And what they're doing is fractionalizing the ownership of these works of art so people can invest in them and put their uh, dollars in them because the wealthy have been doing this for centuries and it seems to get a at least this is their pitch anyways it see it gets a better return than the stock market well translating that over into nfts a lot of people are doing that and that is why they're going to say okay no if you want to double your money triple your money or if you want to uh, get in on the floor sweep the floor of a project and watch it go to the the moon, well, Ethereum is the definitely the place to do that because that is where the value is. That is where the big players are. That is where the money is. And that's why those people are the ones that would most likely um, uh, knock someone who's trying to get in on wax. However, 
someone who is strictly a collector, someone who this uh, person now is not someone who uh, is trying to or diversify their portfolio and put some in real estate and then stocks and all sorts of different things. They might be, they might very well be. But what I'm talking about is the person who's actually collecting things. This might be someone in high school. This might be uh, just a regular uh, guy. Um, and it really does not matter their income bracket. They, they just collect different things. Uh, for example, Pokemon cards, baseball cards, football cards, comic books. Uh, some people collect stamps. Some people collect action figures, even those Funkos. Uh, anytime Funko releases something, whether now they're actually on wax, but uh, they have a limited edition like Walking Dead Funko or something related to Star Wars or something like that. When they went, license one of these properties with a huge built-in fan base, well, people come in and they just buy up this stuff because they are fans of the IP. They're fans of the property. Or in the case of Funko, they're just fans of the whole line. So there are those people... And they're not looking at this as an investment in the sense that, yes, in the back of their head, they might know, okay, this is a limited edition thing. Let's say it is signed by Harrison Ford. If you're a Star Wars collector, you know, Han Solo, or it's signed by, say, uh, the late Carrie Fisher, who uh, passed away or something like that. And you know that with that signature on it, it's going to be valuable because uh, Star Wars or whatever property it is, is such a huge intellectual property, huge brand with a huge fan base. It's only growing generation after generation so if you have something that is signed or if you have something that is unique limited edition yes in the back of your head you know that this is something of value but generally speaking whether it is signed or not the fans of those properties they're going to collect those things right and arguing that okay this stuff has no utility or it has no real value or no purpose is very silly when you're trying to argue that with someone who is a fan of the property and i'll just use an example of back in the day when people used to collect posters from uh, their favorite artist, right? Well, they probably still do that. I don't know what kids are doing these days, but I'm talking about in high school. I remember uh, everyone wanted uh, our favorite rappers and our favorite singers and uh, rock bands that came out and they wanted these posters, these tour posters, and they wanted them in their rooms and they would show off. This is when everyone had CD collections and all these different things. And we're literally, we're buying this stuff because we are fans of the artist. We're fans of the work and we want to show it to our friends. We want to have the posters. We want to have the t-shirts. We want to have all the memorabilia and well th those people are not necessarily again thinking of that value trying to get a return and in many cases yes it is very valuable and there is a huge return there is a crazy statistics actually of uh, millennials are are huge in this collector space buying celebrity memorabilia such as anything like game worn things by athletes or uh you know uh iconic jackets such as like the Michael Jackson thriller jackets and all sorts of stuff and they're collecting this stuff and again they're not necessarily thinking of this is uh, going to be a massive uh, uh, investment or a benefit over the stock market or another asset area or an asset class they are simply fans of the property they know it has value and arguing whether or not one thing is valuable or not is the same thing as valuing art like what looks great I mean eye of the beholder right it might be just a mistake or graffiti to another person right and using my my profile picture that bitcoin kid well it comes from graffiti kings the founder of graffiti kings was actually a kid in england that was on the streets doing uh, graffiti street work and while well, he got himself in some trouble and as a result he uh, had to do some community service and uh, you know uh, make his remedies with the law 
But he was so good that it eventually turned into he was doing these uh, graffiti works for uh, people that were willing to pay them to decorate his th- their businesses or parks or different things. And they started to people started to collect his art. And then when Corona hit and all that stuff and he wasn't necessarily going out and to be able to interact and uh, do all the charity things that he would normally do and go into schools and work with students that are getting in trouble for graffiti and all these different things. He turned to the blockchain and he, he and his team, they started creating all this stuff and that's really where the whole graffiti kings and um, how they came onto wax with all their nfts this guy was someone who has literally been doing graffiti um now legally for decades and now he is uh doing this stuff as art on the blockchain so my point for bringing that whole thing up is you know when you're trying to argue with someone what is art what is valuable what is should be collected and should not be collected well i mean hey it is really up to that person who sees value in it one time when i was doing some moving for this lady at my church uh she was an elderly lady that lived by herself and we're 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 moving some heavy boxes and we're like man this stuff is really heavy and funny enough one of the boxes actually fell out of one of the guy's hands and uh some of the uh contents scattered on the ground only to find out that it was a box of rocks, like literal rocks. I mean, stones. And we're like, you've got to be kidding me. We're, we've spent literally hours moving all these boxes. We don't know what's in them up and down these stairs for this lady. So one of the guys is like, did you have us moving stones all day? And she's like, no, 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 no. It's just that one box. Like, so what's the deal with this? And she collects them every, like for the decades when she goes all over the country. This is, this is in the U.S. state by state. And she finds some interesting rock formation or some uh, very interesting soil or uh, geology, she collects a sample of it. And she's been storing this stuff for the longest time. She has this massive box of rocks, right? So people collect all sorts of things. So to say that it has no value might just very well offend her because she has spent literally years collecting these things. And for whatever reason, she finds them very interesting. She could tell you a little bit about them, where she got them, and uh, who, who knows. But back to Wax, I can think of the Street Fighter collection or I can think of the Ninja Turtles and Funko and so many properties, even Hot Wheel that just recently came out. And they're releasing these things onto the Wax blockchain. And really, for the most part, they don't have any utility. So people are saying, well, why are you even spending these, you know, whether it is five, 10, 15, 20 dollars on this stuff? Um, there, there is no intrinsic value as far as what it, it, there's no gateway as to opening up uh, access to a community or anything. Thing, and a lot of these uh, don't even have discords or anything other than the general wax discord. So why are people buying those? Well, it's because they are collecting the property. There are people in real life that are collecting Hot Wheels. And when I was a kid, I had all sorts of Hot Wheels. I'm talking about like everything from vintage cars, Mustangs and all sorts of stuff. It, it was just really cool. We think of people that are collecting Legos. I heard an, a, a, just a crazy statistic that the majority of people buying Legos right now, the majority of their revenue is not coming from children it is coming from adults adults that are uh in love with the idea of building and creating all of this stuff and now that they have money a lot of them whether they grew up on it or not now that they have disposable income at their hands well that is what they're doing is their hobby they're buying up these legos and you think it's the kids that are watching the lego movies and the cartoons but no there are full conventions of adults all over the world that are going around and buying Legos, or I should say Lego, because I think it's uh, singular and whether it's one or many. 
going back to the whole topic, the main point of this thing, well, which blockchain is better? Well, there is no better one. They have different use cases. They have different communities. They have different types of properties. And I even think of uh, over on Tezos and what they're doing with um, Hicket Nunk and all that stuff. They have like a huge ecosystem over there in uh, Pacific Asia. And they're, they're doing all sorts of artists. And th- they're releasing this stuff on, on, on Tezos because the price is actually low. But at that side of the world, once you do the conversion, what might be 5 10 15 $20 or whatever it is, is a big deal for some of these people. And this is not saying that only people that have no money or people that are not in uh, the, the space, people that are can't afford to be on Ethereum should be on one of these blockchains. Because where I found out actually about Tezos was was at GeckoCon, which was the uh, NFT conference held by CoinGecko. And Mike Shinoda, who is uh, the lead singer, or uh, I guess you would say he was like the, the rapper of uh, Linkin Park, um, that rock band that really was huge in the uh, mid to late 90s. 90s and the early 2000s. You might know them from my collaborating with Jay-Z and all sorts of things. But anyways, um, I, they're pretty mainstream enough for everyone to know who uh, Linkin Park is. And if, if, if you don't know who Linkin Park is, uh, the band itself, then you can Google it, right? Anyways, he was introduced to uh, releasing his art on Tezos. Now, first of all, I'll just give you a little backstory about him. He actually said that he was actually going to school to be a graphic designer and art was always his first love and his passion, what he always did. And that's where he thought his career was going to go. Then, of course, you know, he was playing music as a hobby, but he never intended or thought he would actually make that into a career. Now, fast forward, millions and millions of records sold later, all sorts of uh, um, movie soundtracks uh, from the Transformers and all sorts of things. Pretty much they're a household name and they made a fortune. And some people might say that, okay, well, stop there. Well, he has been uh, focusing on his art and with the introduction of NFTs and the blockchain and everything, he really... uh, went back to his his love of doing digital art and he was introduced to tezos and that's where he was releasing his art and he was encouraged to do that instead of ethereum because again the gas fees and he has now a huge community and fan base over there in that ecosystem and most of those people probably don't even know about his music they they're not following him because of uh the name that he already uh, established for himself elsewhere they are literally uh just they are literally just fans of his art they're collecting this stuff and if you look at the prices you'd be actually surprised to see how cheap you could get some of this art that he's creating over there on tezos and if they were selling on ethereum uh, the prices just to justify the gas prices alone would have to be say 5 or 10x what he's selling them for so this is not to say that he will never release anything on Ethereum or he won't hop around from blockchain to blockchain but I'm just saying that there is value in other places when you're speaking on Ethereum, just the gas prices alone by default to justify someone that is going to spend that gas price, well, the price by default has to sort of be uh, much higher than what it is on something like uh, Polygon or uh, Wax or Tezos or anywhere else. Because on Ethereum, sometimes you can create some amazing art. You can give it away for free, but no one's going to mint it at this point because, well, if you're giving away free art, well, why am I going to pay, say, 30 or 50 or $200 just of worth of gas fees to mint something for free. And it's not worth it. Now, if someone is willing to spend $10,000 on a piece of art on a percentage basis, $200 is nothing. So now bringing all of this together, I'm going to land the plane. Which blockchain is better? There is no better blockchain. So 
all in all, and and even one of the guys that was in the space, uh, he was saying that he really started off on wax, and um, a lot of people flooded into his Discord, and these kids were just buying up his stuff because they were so cheap. And at the same time, those same fans are going to follow him over onto the things that he's releasing on Ethereum. So he was very uh, reluctant to go over onto Ethereum, thinking, well, he hasn't made a big enough name for himself to uh, mint something at a price that would uh, justify those gas fees and what have you, and to keep up with the Joneses, if you will. However, those very same fans that he has built up over on Wax will very well follow him to whatever blockchain he's on. So, there really is no point in locking yourself into one blockchain, whether you are a collector or a creator. It's really understanding that there are uh, different people. There are different uh, preferences and use cases. And whether it is that Corvette or if it is that Ford F-150 or a big, huge Mack truck or a flatbed, you know, these are different vehicles and they're all needed in their own right. Whether you're thinking about which blockchain you should invest in or should start working with and just looking at the whole thing and just understanding that it really just depends what your goals are, what you're trying to accomplish. And it really doesn't matter where you are, where you're either minting or creating, that you can accomplish those goals in very different ways. And so just understanding the community of each will really go a long way in everything that you were doing. So with that said, I hope to see you in the next one. So later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.